studio is getting smaller and smaller. <laughs> Roll and tape! Yeah. Hello there, podcast land. My name is Billy. My name is Christy. And you are listening to the Front Porch Sessions podcast. We're so glad that you are back with us once again for episode number I don't really remember. <laughs> uh, if this is your first time here on the Front Porch, would you do us a favor? Favor? Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's hard to say. Sometimes hmm. like a bee starts to slip uh. out. If I think I'm rattling off so much and I'm trying to think six steps ahead hmm. about where we're going, hmm. which is weird right now because I don't know where we're going on this episode. <laughs> uh, but anyway, if you're new here on the front porch, we do uh, ask that you subscribe. That's your favorite podcatcher, whatever that may be, that you review and that you rate. We recommend five stars because we love you five stars and would appreciate if you loved us five stars back. And while you're throwing things around, I'm going to ask our listeners to subscribe to us on Instagram or follow us on Instagram, I guess is the right way to say that. We are the Front Porch Sessions podcast. There you can keep up with our stories and our feed, participate in polls from time to time. And more importantly, that's where you can communicate with us through direct message. Again, that is the Front Porch Sessions podcast on Instagram. Would you rather have subscribers or followers? I don't know. Subscribers sounds like more official Mm -hmm. so i guess i'll go subscribers but on instagram it's followers right which is a little bit stalkerish stalkers don't you think yeah 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 Yeah, so you made a reference to dropping something i guess we could say that uh this episode of the front porch sessions podcast is brought to you by sundrop not a not a sponsor (laughs) it's refreshing as a cup of coffee (laughs) i don't hear people talk about coffee as refreshing I don't either, but we recently read a place that had a big sun drop sign, a metal sign yes. that's like four by eight mm-hmm. uh, on the wall. Four foot by f- Yes. Yeah, not like four inches by eight inches. Because you talk about like a five by seven, that's inches. Oh, with pictures. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see where you're going with that. Normally when I hear somebody <laughs> say four by eight, I'm thinking feet. Because uh-huh. that's like a sheet of plywood. Yeah, okay. Uh, but there, it's got it's it's old slogan, and it says, refreshing as a cup of coffee. <laughs> I like coffee. Yes. Um, I don't, I've never thought of it as refreshing. Mm. I enjoy it. I drink mm-hmm. it all day long, all year long. Mm-hmm. But refreshing, mm. I don't know. Yeah, well. I don't know. And that's the first slogan I could find when I okay. picked up. Uh, but I am grateful. This is my last sun drop that I have in my possession right now. Wow. Okay. So, Yeah. Don't okay. have to remedy that. And I was pick up some. Say, you have to go get some more. Uh, yeah, soon I'll be in a place where I can get some more. Hopefully, That's right. I didn't see any at the gas station <laughs> there, but you can get it at other places. That's I'm good. sure. So hopefully yes. the store. Yes. So if you're down south in uh, in the West Tennessee area, uh, Kroger. Mm-hmm. Do they have Sundrop? Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. <laughs> Either one. Neither is Kroger. Right. No, uh, it is not. So while you're kicking over things. Yep. How was your week? Um, it was good. It was, I don't want to use the word busy because it's self-imposed busyness, but um, I'm going to say it was heavy. Heavy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That'll work. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to explain that or no? Well, I can. You don't have to. Just really quickly. We're, we're packing things up and I am physically... Uh, straining to get things packed and arranged and moving things and then i think there's a little bit of emotional and mental gymnastics going on as well okay trying to think through things and actually the girl child and i were talking about this earlier today this whole idea of trying to make sure 
we're packing up and we're doing that efficiently and effectively, but not packing up things that we might potentially need. And we're, we're still at a point where we can do that and it's not a problem, but we're nearing the point that we're going to really have to like talk to ourselves about, okay, I'm going to pack this up. You're going to have to slow down a little bit. I well, told you yesterday you need to stop and just take a day I to can't. rest or something. Yeah, I don't feel like I can. You can. You have time to do that. It's not like we have to load the truck tomorrow. Because we don't have a truck rented. <laughs> well, there's some other things going on. I mean, it's still going to be several weeks. I know. I would. I think you should do like do four hours a day and then do a little bit in the evening yeah. if you don't want to do mornings. Yeah. If you, I, or do afternoon and evening, but... Yeah. I mean, you basically, from the time you get up till the time you go to bed, yeah. are doing these things. Yeah. I, and, I, and it's showing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the fact that we are surrounded by boxes yeah. and can barely walk through our house. Yeah. Uh, but also it's showing because you're absolutely exhausted. <laughs> you're going to say like you're looking 10 years older or something. <laughs> you have aged tremendously in the past six days since you've started this. Well, I think there is probably a point that I'll feel like, okay, I'm, I'm really at a point where I can stop. I think there are certain rooms that I've already hit that point. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think I'll know it. I think I'll be able to feel it. Cause you're right. We've got enough time that we really, I will have to stop or slow down. What I'd really love to do is maybe find a spot where I can put all of the boxes that I've packed so far in that, in a room or in that spot so that I can like actually look around and go, okay, I actually have done something. So you, you know? can see, well, you, yeah. you've done a lot and I appreciate that. You've done the bulk of the work here. Um, and yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Well, I'm just trying to think, and it, it doesn't matter for the podcast about where could we do this because we've talked about that. Mm-hmm. Some of it may go in the maybe we just fix it in the garage, and yeah. that's great until it's time to <laughs> pack up the garage. Yeah. yeah. And you know, do we take over the dining room and move yeah. stuff out of here? I mean, there's some options. Yeah. If we, we can... could take apart the dining room table, <laughs> maybe that doesn't come apart. I know. I know. But anyway, so. so... And I was worried because the kids started pretty much the same day you did, which was yeah. the day after we got back yeah. uh, from our trip. And uh, the girl child has done a much better job than the boy child. He, he's done a lot, but not as much. He's not focused? Or, he is I don't not. know the right word for it. Um, he, he's fiddling around a lot and yes. not doing anything. And annoying he is me doing in stuff. the process. <laughs> like, he'll um, come and be like, what should I do with this piece of paper? Like, I don't throw know. It throw away. it away. Yeah, but like with the girl child, I'm like, you have to be careful yeah. because you still need clothes to wear. Yeah. You still need, yeah. you know, I think she was just going to pack everything up yeah. and wear the same thing every day. Yeah, she she and I have talked through. I think she's maybe got like six pairs of shorts and three dresses and, you know, X number of T-shirts. And she's like, now that'll do me good. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> We will see. But she and I both have been labeling our boxes, and she saw what I was doing as far as, like, labeling and categorizing and writing everything down, and she started doing that. So maybe, in theory, if she ends up overpacking, she'll be able to go back and find something. Well, I'm just sticking stuff in boxes, (laughs) and I haven't labeled any of them. Well, so we'll just know that those aren't mine. It was interesting. The other day you asked her if she had a book. Because uh-huh. you had packed up a couple of bookcases, and yes. you were trying to keep series together. And she's yes. like, yeah. And you're like, can I have it? And she's like, give me a few minutes. 
And I thought she was in the middle of doing something else. Yes, I did too. Well, she was trying to find the box and was going to take it out. She was basically opening up boxes (laughs) and I went in. I was like, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. No, it's It's fine. It's all good. We know it's packed. It's packed. It'll be fine. So how was your week? I'm going to say my week was interesting. Interesting? Okay. Yeah. Okay. How's it working two full-time jobs, one far away and the other one Um, like right in your backyard? It's interesting. (laughs) It is interesting. I I haven't necessarily officially started my new job, but I started my new job. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like almost this day I got back into town from accepting the new job. Yeah. uh, With that. So it's a challenge. Yeah. Uh, and I haven't done a whole lot in the evening when I get on the pack. So I'm spending, I've got to finish out this week that this comes out, uh, helping wrap up a few things at mm-hmm. my current employer. Uh, and then I'll hit the road and, and start my new job. And people are like, what? Huh? There's a number of reasons behind it. But, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you do what you got to do. And it's, yeah. it's going to be good in the long run. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes I come home and I'm just absolutely exhausted. Yeah. You spent mental energy because I really had high hopes. Okay, I'm going to be able to do this. I'm going to get home. I'm going to do all these things. Yeah. And I get home and none of those things happen. You're not giving yourself enough credit. Sit on the couch, credit. take a nap. You are actually getting a lot done. So. And I know it's not maybe as much as you thought, but you really are getting a lot more done. I do know that you, you've you crashed a couple of times, like you're going to bed earlier, which I think is fabulous. Um, but you're not, you're, you're not giving yourself enough credit. Although no, you did I'm, note, you did note right before we started the recording that we have not, neither one of us have packed up our offices and, and I have to do that in you, the next few days because yes. I'm about to lose those offices. Yes. One of them is, is not going to be that difficult because I didn't take as much over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I did not. My faculty <laughs> office, I really haven't touched. Yeah. I did put some stuff in a box the other day. Oh, some stuff. Huh? Because I took over a box. <laughs> oh. That was, I thought, oh, this will be well suited for that. But it filled up pretty quick. Yeah. It's amazing what happens with those boxes. So, yeah. Yeah. Doing some things. And there's been several, last week there were several days I thought, okay, I'm going to leave at this time. Yeah. Uh, which isn't, you know, real early, but it's a little early. Yeah. And then it's like 5.30 before I actually <laughs> make it out of there. Yeah. yeah. Kinda, and I, I was hoping to cut out early a lot this week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll see. It's going to happen a few days, but not near as much as I was anticipating yeah. For, yeah. for a number of reasons. And also the other day, I feel like I did a lot, but nobody looking at it would know. But I know, right? Just like when you were gone, I, I did a lot. Yeah. But nobody would know looking at it. (laughs) You know, when you have those type of things, you're like, why even bother? I know, I know. I know there are things to be done, but... It's so annoying. <laughs> you don't you don't see those things. I know. With that. So this is just, what our lives are now. Yeah, just like the other day that I was asking the kids about something. They're like, well, how many boxes have you packed? Oh, boy. Sassy, And my sassy. thought was, the two weeks your mother was gone, <laughs> I did a whole lot yeah. getting ready yeah. for, for us to get ready to move yeah. with that. They're and clueless. you don't have a clue. They're clueless. And again, if you just go like upstairs to our room, they're not going to notice that. No, no. You, know, you might notice it because there's more boxes and tubs around. Yeah. But you may not even notice it, but it was a yeah. ton. Yeah. And some of it was just piling up clothes to get rid of. Yeah, and we, we do have a lot of that. Somebody asked me today about, like, well, are you getting rid of stuff? Yeah. I don't even know how many uh, bags of trash I've taken. I don't know how many bags of, like, consignment clothes to, the, to that I've taken more. down. Yeah, there's more to go. I've, and, you know, somebody asked me about a garage sale or a 
graveyard. So no, no I have no interest in doing that. <laughs> I always ask that today. Yeah, I, I'm I like, basically who's got time said, for that? yeah, I said basically, um, I would rather just put stuff on the front lawn and say, come and get what you want. I mean, I have no interest yeah. in doing that. Yes, I would love to make a little money. Our across the street neighbors made five hundred dollars. Oh, theirs. that's good. Yeah, and that's wonderful. I wish we can had you, known they were going to do that so I could give it. to I was going to say next time <laughs> we need to say, can you wait till we're in town? Yes, yeah, somebody and we could like partner up. Who told me they were doing one so. this weekend? And I thought you are, you know, kind of the the light bulb moment of can I just give you stuff and you sell it and we split it fifty fifty. Well, I don't even care. I mean, I know I probably should, but I don't really care. Just yeah, whatever. I found myself. I, I have started packing some of my clothes too because mm-hmm. I need to get a lot of that done before mm-hmm. uh, I head out for my first round of being away <laughs> that there are some things that are questionable mm-hmm. about whether I should keep or not. Yeah. I'm packing them and <laughs> I'm going to figure it out later. I don't remember who told me we will call now and then we'll call when we get to our next location. Okay. And it makes sense to me because I do think there's going to come a point with both of us that we're just like, just shove it in a box and I'll deal with it later. And I hate that, but it is reality. That's where I'm at yeah. right now because I'm under the gun. You really with are. With that and I'll figure it out later. And yeah. when that later is, who knows with that. But there's also some things we're moving. I forget. We looked looked it up the last episode to see, what, 750 miles, 800 miles mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. The climate's going to be different. Yep. So there are some things like, do I really need to keep this? I know. I know. And I don't want to, I mean, we grew up in the South. Yeah. People make fun of it. There are cold days. Yeah. Yeah. And there are other days that are cool. And sometimes, you know, it's whatever. Or yeah. We're, we go somewhere. And yeah. I, you know, I don't want to get rid of something and we have to go somewhere and we're like, oh, I wish yeah. I still had it. Now I've got to go buy a new something or I another. know, especially like coats and things. Right. Ugh, no way. Well, it's, it's a questionable expensive. thing, sir. Yeah. Questionable things. Yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be the theme of our life the next month, right? It is. And, you know, I, I will be going a little bit early. There'll be some trips back and forth, but mm-hmm. I'm now I'm trying to figure out, too, why do I need a pack to wear? Right. Yeah. So I don't think anybody in our new location really knows we have a podcast, much less listens to it. <laughs> um, but if by chance you are listening mm-hmm. to this, if you see me wearing the same outfits <laughs> over and over. Mind your own business. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mind your own business. Because here's the thing. I might be yeah. or I might not be. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. how many black v-neck t-shirts can a person own? I don't have enough, but yeah. that's that's going to be my new. I'm going to wear cargo shorts. Mm-hmm. I might change it up and not always wear khaki ones. Mm. So I may just pack some khaki shorts. There you go. And okay. cargo shorts because you need the pockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care what anybody says. I need the pockets. <laughs> and I'm not trying to you know fit anybody's style. No. And a bunch of black t-shirts. Your style is style. I. Ah. It doesn't mean it's good style. Oh, okay. Okay, I know what you're trying to do here. And I, I've said that to that individual before. Yes, I know. Okay. So we'll move on from that. Yeah. Uh, word on the street is you have a question for us. I do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls around the world, it is time for Christy's Question. Given what we will talk about today on the podcast, I wanted to ask you what of the locations that I went to would you either based on what you know about it from me or otherwise, which of those locations would you like to go visit one day? What do you think? Uh, That's a good question. (laughs) 
None? On one hand, it's none of them. Ah. I mean, I don't really need to go see Big Ben. Okay. We've got clocks in America. All right, Ron. Uh, Maybe... Italy, uh-huh. <laughs> because I I started to say it uh-huh. weird, and okay. I, I kind of corrected myself. Italia. Well, I was thinking, no, I was thinking about my next statement. Okay. Sometimes my brain works faster than my mouth, <laughs> uh, because I think, I could be wrong, I think you told me they had really good pizza. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Yeah. It's the gelato, though. That's just, I cannot explain. I'm going to try to replicate it. That's my promise. Gelato's just... Ice cream. Mm, not if it's done right. There is a difference. What is the difference between... I was told, I don't remember, something to do with eggs, I think. I don't know. There's I really eggs don't and ice, Eggs and some ice cream. I'm just telling you. Don't don't challenge me on this. I'm okay. not an expert. I just know what I like. Okay. So. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to go with. Okay. But don't hold me to that. That's I'd have okay. to review pictures and oh, notes okay. and <laughs> WhatsApps and text and stuff okay. to okay. have a, a good okay. idea. Okay. Okay. So considering what we're going to be talking about today, uh-huh. which one of the places that you visited would you want to visit again? Well, I told you I thought Italy uh, for sure. The only reason I think I would really... you know, I have people from Italy. You have people from Italy? Yeah. What does that mean? Like ancestors. No, I don't know anymore who you're related to because I've heard a number of different stories. And well, we have proof of this one. You do, and it came about on the from the podcast. We were talking about something, maybe yeah. you going to Italy, uh-huh. and cousin Nicole. Okay, uh, sent me some stuff. Okay, and do you remember where in Italy? It's actually a pretty big country, um, which surprised me actually. I do not write off. Okay. There is a slight chance I still have that browser open on my phone. Oh, my gosh, as you're scrolling through. Um, yes, I'm scrolling. This is probably six months old. Um, all right, I'm gonna have, I might have... My glasses are in the, <laughs> in the production room, so... You are going to have to, at some point, enlarge the font. Enlarge Enlarge Is that a real word? Font on your phone. People will make fun of you, but you need to do it. It is okay. It is okay. Um, yeah, this isn't. This one just says immigrated from Italy to Virginia. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but it's a very fascinating story. I know there was someplace else, but. That's okay. Okay. Um, I think I told Ooh. you. I'm sorry. <laughs> According to this other side, he was also known as Little Tony. Little Tony. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it there. We're not going to touch that. Okay. Big Ben and Little Tony. No, I was, I was thinking more. Is he a mobster? Right. Um, I would go back to Paris when Notre Dame is open. It's closed still from the fire that was maybe four years ago now. Um, is their football team still good? I have no idea. Okay. Oh, that's um, Notre Dame. Yes. Not Notre Dame. Ah, uh, yes. Sorry. I would love to go see that cathedral, like, go in it. It was really, really beautiful from the outside, but all of it's got On a scale foot. of 1 to 10 Christie's, how beautiful is it? Oh, that's very sweet. Uh, I don't know how to answer that. So, um, it, it had, like, 10-foot plywood all the way around it, so you really couldn't see anything unless, like, I took a, a, a river 
cruise thing where you could go up and down the Seine and you could see things and actually you could see the the flying buttresses it's a it's architecture of the church that way sorry I didn't know if I should say that no that, that's fine okay. so I wouldn't mind you were rolling the down inside. the river and you saw the buttresses yes, I did okay. um, and we only had an hour and a half in the Louvre and that is not even remotely close to how long you need to get through the Louvre. And honestly, once we... How long do you need, need in the Louvre? Well, supposedly, if you were to go see everything, it's six weeks. Weeks. I think if you're six weeks in the Louvre, you need to see a doctor. Oh, my goodness. I didn't say the Louvre. I said I the Louvre. catch it. Wow. Good um, times. Okay, so the Louvre, to see everything is... They estimate yeah. six weeks. Who's got six weeks to go nobody. through that? Uh, no, well, I mean, maybe a student that that's what they're there for. But so we had an hour and a half. And if you don't know, the French are particular about their language. And so they hand us this large map of the entire, like, museum that we're in of the Louvre. And um, it's all in French. It's not even, like, left, right, northwest, nothing like there's no way to like look at it and go okay we're in the right direction and it would have floor numbers like one two three four um although uh in europe a lot of their hotels it starts with zero because the first floor would be above the lobby area in some ways it makes sense and in other ways you like really have to reposition your mind and how to think through that okay but in the louvre it's got all these you've got the name of a floor and then you've got a number well a lot of these are like split levels so you may think you're on one and you went up uh the stairs to two but nope you're still on one because technically you've not gone all the way to the second floor it was it was a maze for me so you went from one to one and a half except for they don't call it, it that two. yeah yeah, but nothing's labeled. One and other one. Yes, yes. Nothing's labeled in that way. You have to, like, look at numbers on exhibits, which, I mean, the numbers I could read. But it at that point, you're sort of like, I'm so turned around, I don't even know how to get to where I'm supposed to. So I would, like, kind of compare the map to this number, and it might have a, a name of somebody that dedicated that wing. And I, I, oh, it, was, it was truly a maze. But I wouldn't mind going okay. back and actually spending some time and not feeling so rushed because basically i had not done my research i had not figured out okay this is shocking well i knew okay there's these couple of things that i want to see but then as we were talking on the way to the louvre i was like oh oh my goodness, I didn't know that this and this were there too. So I had not done my research in terms of, oh, I need to go. These are the things that I want to go see. I saw, if I had six things on my list, I saw four, and there were two things that I did not get to see that I really wanted to see. It's not the end of the world. but What did you really want to see? Um, I mean, and also, you should just live in the moment. <laughs> you can't plan out your old life. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, a big one was the death of Marah. Uh <laughs> I'm looking at your face. I don't know what that is. That's okay. It's from the French Revolution. I'm not as sophisticated as people no. think I am. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say something else. Um, it's just, it's an iconic... I'm advertising Sundrop for free. It's an iconic painting that I use in my 
classes when I talk about the French Revolution, and I it just never dawned on me that it would have been in the Louvre. Describe it to me. It's well, you've probably seen it. It's the it looks like it is a man in a bathtub, and his he's dead. He's kind of like hanging out. His one arm is hanging out, and it's like this. It's almost like they've taken a picture of it, and his head is kind of tilted over, um, and he's in a bathtub. The Death of Marat. He was a. No, I don't um, think I've ever seen that one. Yeah, <laughs> he was a, a journalist during the French Revolution, and the people turned on him, which was very mm. appropriate for the revolution. So. People will turn on a journalist in a heartbeat. Well, you know, some things never change. Never change. Doomed to repeat it, right? Yes, that's why we study history. Yes. Well, and we, we haven't learned our lessons. <laughs> no, we have not. So we've sort of jumped into it. The point of this podcast, if I'm understanding correctly, if you're going to, you know, if we're really going to roll with it, is for me to talk about my we're trip. We're rolling with it. You get to talk about your trip. And okay. And if you want to, you know, the next episode to talk about it some more, okay. that's fine, too. <laughs> um, okay. Let me just give a sketch really I mean, just, quick. Just so you know, the more you talk, the less you get to pack. Yeah, well, maybe that's good, right? You've it's been good. You to need a break. Stop. Okay. And I'm ready to take a nap. Oh, well, then. But I got work to do after <laughs> after post on this. I got to oh, do some okay. work. So anyway. Okay. All right. Sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead and take it away. And I'll just uh, sit here and provide comedic relief. Oh, okay. So and look pretty. we went London, Paris, Florence, Rome, um, Pompeii, Sorrento. Those are the the big places we went, and so like I'll, a Kia Sorrento, right? Exactly, okay. and it's spelled the same way. I think okay. actually, I don't think it is, but anyway. Um, so we did uh, London first, which actually was kind of a gift because you learn how to ride public transportation. I've done that before. You've done that before. When we go to DC, very very similar. Matter of fact, we even noted that uh, the tube, which is their subway. The stations look just like what we see in, in D.C., except for they look better, like more modern. Maybe they've jazzed it up just a little. I don't know. But it's so, so similar. Um, and so we we did that first. Should I talk about some of the pitfalls of this, this particular trip? Um, it's your story <laughs> to tell. Well, I do have a question, though. I heard okay. a clip the other day, like maybe in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's where it was. Like a new mayor said they were no longer going to allow barbecues on the subway. What? Did you, were you seeing barbecues and parties in, in the tube? London? Yeah. No. Okay. No, I can't even imagine what that would have looked like. Because it's just, I mean, really, if you've been to, I, I've never been to New York, but I'm assuming it's just I very have. similar. I know you have, you jerk. I get on the subway too. I, I believe you. But it's, do you want to touch me? No, okay. I do not. Um, it's very similar. Platforms, uh, most of them are underground. A handful of them are above ground. It, yeah, I don't really, I can't even imagine what that would have looked like. But um, I did learn that there is, when we say London, that means different things to different people. So there's what they call Old London, which is the original London, which is about a square mile. It's tiny in comparison, and they'll like point off in the distance. They're like, oh, yeah, over there is Old London. Um, the cool part about that for me, though, is it does give me a little bit of frame of reference because it's such a huge city now that it's hard for us to put into context, like, what was this like way back in the day? 
But um, the first night we got there, we flew through the night, and so we arrived about 9.40 a.m. London time, and I think I'm the only one that had any success sleeping on the plane. Um, It was all girls traveling, and a handful of them kind of would have described it as catnapped. I think I actually was able to sleep, certainly not the whole time, but I slept several hours. Um, and so we got off exhausted, met our tour guide who got us on a coach, which is their word for a bus, like a trailways bus. And they take us, uh, and basically they just show us the town first as we're going okay. to our hotel. They're still very cultured with you're on the tube. <laughs> we hopped on the coach. Well, she, the first time she said that, I was really picturing Cinderella, and I thought, surely not. We know even here in the States, sometimes they're referred to as a coach bus, as a oh, charter bus. true. Yeah, I guess that's true. And for, I guess I just assumed that was a brand. Oh. But, and like, you know, Kleenex became yeah. the generic for... Yeah. Whatever, but also here at Trailways. None yeah. of these are sponsors, by the way, but if you want to send us money or Sundrop, we'll take it. <laughs> okay, sorry to interrupt. No, you're not, but that's fine. So we... I'm trying to add okay. to this conversation. That seems about right. Yeah. <laughs> you do not know the restraint I have had. No, I don't. Because earlier you said, turn around. Oh, and you started singing in your head? I did. Turn and I was waiting for you to pause so I could bring that out. Yeah. And then you were talking about being in London. And I know you're still in London right mm-hmm. now in your story. Mm-hmm. Did you see Adele? I did not. And I did not see a werewolf either. You're welcome. Good one. Good one. You're welcome. Points uh, for people that, that get that reference. <laughs> I can guarantee at least one. Okay. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. So uh, they just drove us around, uh, showed us kind of some of the sites, and then we checked into the hotel. It was a lovely hotel, actually was very nice, except for there was no air conditioning. And while we really did have pretty pleasant weather the whole trip, there was only like one day that it got into the 80s. Most of the time it was in the 60s and 70s, so it was actually really comfortable. But when you get into a hotel room, it's it's stale, it's warm, it is uncomfortable. You want some moving air. You want moving air. And so uh, we tried, we tried and tried and tried to make the air conditioner work. It would not. And so finally, uh, I actually went up to the front desk and I said, um, are we doing something wrong with the air conditioner? And they said, oh, no, you're not. Uh, unfortunately, that is uh, not working in your room. And so... Oh, so they have it. They it's have just it not working in your room. In my room, which come to find out that was actually the case with most of the girls and so that was a little bit miserable and uh, they did actually give us a fan that uh, we plugged in it was oscillating but it really was I slept on top of the covers that night until probably about three o'clock I woke up and I realized okay I'm actually a little bit chilly so I got under the covers and was fine but it was a beautiful hotel just not really uh <laughs> not really what i was hoping for in terms of climate control okay so Whoa. does it rain a lot in london it typically does uh we did have some rain but for the most part we had beautiful weather in london uh it was very sunny and very pleasant there were a couple of you know small showers but even the tour guide said i cannot believe how good your weather has been so we were actually quite 
quite lucky for that. So it was nice. Um, we had fish and chips for dinner that night. We walked through uh, Chinatown, which was really kind of cool, beautiful. I've been through Chinatown in uh, D.C. I feel like somewhere else, but um, maybe L.A.? But anyway, uh, just really beautiful, and they apparently had celebrated the Chinese New Year and then just left everything up, and so it was really bright and colorful, and uh, the fish and chips meal that we had was actually really good. They We had two vegetarians on this trip, and they... The girls both said the vegetarian meals were every single one of them were just fabulous. They were able well, that's to find, good. yeah. I just didn't know, and neither did they. Sometimes vegetarian meals are not that tasty. No, and and honestly, one of them said, "I'm kind of used to at this point when somebody says, oh, 'Oh, you're vegetarian,' they hand me French fries and what was the other thing she said? It was like something else starchy. She said nobody gives me like real food, so she was so excited. They went out of their way every single well, that's place. Good. So yeah, it was great and. And then I had a girl on the trip who is gluten intolerant. I don't know that she's allergic, but she's very intolerant. And I had asked her, do you want me to tell the company that we're traveling with that you need to stay away from gluten? And she said, no, I've done my research and everything I've read says things are different over in Europe. So she said, I'm going to be real careful, but I'm going to try it. And at the end of the trip, I asked her, I said, so did you end up trying? How did it go? And she said, I don't know what the difference is, but she said, I ate a ton of gluten here. And she said, I had no problems at all. But she said, when I get home, I'm going to do my research because she said, that makes no sense to me that I knowingly am consuming something that uh, causes a major flare up when I'm back home. She's like, there must be something different in how they prepare. Or I've the heard their flour is different. Must be. But I don't know really what that means. She was so Because I know so other happy. people that have said the similar things. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about how much bread and pasta and different things like that we were eating. And she was like, I just don't want to give it up. So I was really happy for her that she was yeah. able to still be truly a part of everything. So uh, the next day we ended up going on a guided tour of London. This was kind of a cool little perk with this company. They hired someone who was local to these cities who would come and get on the coach with us. And then they would take us around and tell us stuff. That's a bus for those of you that just tuned in. <laughs> this is not radio. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I really want to be a radio DJ. I know, I know. Uh, maybe you're an excellent. I'm going to set up a pirate radio station. Oh, fun. Till the Fed shut us down. Anyway, so <laughs> you had a local tour guide that hopped yes. on the coach with you. Yes, and he was tally ho, good gentleman. All of them is that at, Londonese? At, I have no idea. Okay, uh, every one of them that we had was great. Um, there was only one that uh, we were asked to do reviews of everything. There was only one that wasn't great. Uh, he was at Pompeii, and it wasn't because he wasn't great. He really was good. He knew, but he was not supposed to be our tour guide. I'll explain this story a little bit more later, but he kind of was our backup, and his English was terrible. And um, he, we all had these little mics that we put the earbuds in our ear and he talked into the mic and he put the mic in a weird position. He wore a scarf and it was like, it was awful. So the 50% of the time that he actually had it where his head was positioned in a good place for the mic, about 50% of those words were intelligible because of his accent. It was so thick. Did you tell him that you were an 
a professional amateur podcaster and you know how microphones work and he needed to talk into it? I did not. And actually, I'm, I'm really embarrassed that I didn't say to him, can I help you adjust that mic? We're having a little bit of hard time. I should have because he was very nice. And I could tell he knew what he was talking about. Um, and I just missed an opportunity. That makes it hard when you can't I know. hear. I know. So I, It would have been, we would have gotten more. We could have right. heard him better. So. You, but, you should have pulled, my husband knows a little bit about sound. Let me help you. <laughs> Sounds really <laughs> preposterous. Uh, but the oh. next day with this tour, we uh, saw Big Ben. I took a picture uh, along this trip. Uh, sister-in-law Heather gave me challenges a few times. Some of them were through um, my nephew, Tucker. He wanted uh, a picture with Big Ben, and so I took one, and then he wanted one. You should with- have just found a tall guy. <laughs> And said his name was Ben. Oh, and this that would have been awesome. Ben. No, I was. I took it very seriously. And then he wanted a picture with a guy with a furry hat. Well, we ended up David going, Crockett. <laughs> we went over to the Changing of the Guard at Buckingham Palace, and so I was able to do that. Um, that was really interesting. You interrupted the Changing of the Guard to take a selfie with. I did. For a challenge. I did. They didn't Sweet. know I interrupted it, but I did. Um, yeah. It was uh, really, it was kind of cool, but it was super busy because we got there uh, just a couple of days after the coronation of the King of King Charles. So there was certainly still a lot of residual tourists there. I had a couple of people say, oh, I just wish we had gotten here in time for the coronation. And I said, I don't. I'm actually really glad. Oh, that would have been crazy. Oh, my goodness. Do you Insane. think he had given up? Uh, hopes of becoming the king. <laughs> well, he's in his seventies, so yeah, I would have thought there would have been a point like, man, she is holding on forever. <laughs> Honestly, I thought she might cede the the throne to him earlier, but she didn't. I don't know if she was just like, nope, I'm still awake, I'm still kicking, I'm going. <laughs> Um, but we got to see some really cool, beautiful things. I ended up uh, picking an excursion for us that night. We went to the Tower of London, um, which most of them had no interest in. They went along because it was the right thing to do. But uh, pretty much all of them told me later on, we had no idea how cool this was. We're so sorry. Like, they had not fussed at me about it, but apparently amongst themselves, we were like, oh, I don't know. But it's a huge complex and it was just a really neat experience. They're young adults. I know. Some of them are still teenagers. Yes, yes. And that's how they function. Yes. They complain about stuff because you're making me do this. Yeah. And then it's like, but did they actually tell you or were they like talking among themselves? They were like, talking to themselves. Yeah, because they wouldn't yeah. admit that they were wrong. But No, they, they did actually, some of them did tell me that they were wrong. Oh, okay. Um, but that was the first I knew that they were complaining about it. So, um, but there I met a beef eater. Well, you can say you can quit complaining or you can get on the bus and go back home. No, the coach was already gone. <laughs> get on the plane. They would have to get on the tube to go back Okay, to a beef eater. What is a beef eater? Um, I took a picture so we can put that on the podcast. Um, Instagram, but it is, they're a very particular guard for the Tower of London, and they wear those really ornate uniforms. Um, I mean, you sent me a picture and said beef eater, and... (laughs) You know, the time zone difference and me yeah. trying to work and stuff and still be engaged in conversation with my lovely spouse. Uh-huh. I saw it, but I had no idea what a beef eater was. Yeah. It's, it's a type of tomato, I think. Oh, well, no, that's, well, beef. Beef steak. Beef steak. Sorry. Okay, yeah. I knew you were, you were on the right track. doesn't make sense either. But anyway, okay, so what is a beef eater? It's, it's, 
a guard that is at the Tower of London. And they, they wear a very particular uniform, and they had them all over the place. But the one that I interacted with was near the gate, and he was just super jovial. And I think Girl Gang Emily can tell you this, and you've either experienced it or you've heard it enough that you believe it. I come, become charming, Christy, when I travel. And uh, I had this guy, like, fully engaged with me, and he's wanting to know all about what brought us there and oh you're from nebraska and what's famous there like the whole conversation you said beef no actually and we eat it <laughs> no we actually said corn which by the way that happened a lot to us in europe they're like well, what's what's nebraska known for and pretty much all of them were always like corn so but you're right we should have said beef probably more cows Omaha steaks, right? Well, it would only worked with the beef eaters. I understand. It's, it's I understand. A play on words. But it was it was really incredible to go and see. And then afterwards, we had this free time period uh, from probably five thirty to the rest of the night. So uh, they could go eat on their own. They could go explore on their own. Which by that point, we trained them in how to use the tube and the buses and all that kind of stuff. Like, okay, this should be fine. And a handful of girls were like we want to go see shows because London has a thriving version of Broadway. There are several shows that apparently are on Broadway right now. They even had to kill a mockingbird, which was crazy to me. Um, but they had a lot of shows there and several of the girls, there was a website that, uh, an alum of the institution that, uh, I currently work at that you currently work at about to, it's so weird to say, I don't know what to say. Um, but she contacted us and said, if you're in London, you should look at this website. It's basically, I think it's today's ticks. Um, and basically it's all those leftover tickets that haven't been sold to any of these shows. And as long as you don't care necessarily where you sit, I mean, you get to pick, but you can get some really inexpensive tickets. And some of the girls wanted to go see wicked and they got tickets for $25 to go see a Broadway, show in london is that cheap 25 dollars. yeah it's really cheap for that sort of thing and they loved it they had a wonderful time although a couple of them did admit it wasn't boring but they were so exhausted that a couple of them actually fell asleep for like five minutes or something i understand i that's why i said i'm not going to a show a i didn't really have any interest in it but b i was thinking no way should i be in a dark theater right now but another girl wanted to go see a, a different play bonnie and clyde i had not even heard of it in terms of it being a broadway show um but the girls kind of all worked it out like okay we're gonna walk her to the show we're gonna end up uh going and when we're finished we're gonna all meet together and then uh it'll be fine well it didn't end up being fine uh, bum, the, bum, bum. I know one of the girls that was supposed to meet the rest of them. She was like, Nope, they're not here when they're supposed to be. And so she took off and ended up having an adventure on her own. The challenge here is we've been told that there is Wi-Fi all over Europe. That was not true. Um, and so this person basically was roaming around this mega city without any way to communicate Except for there's Starbucks all over the place. Had she not just stopped at a door of a Starbucks, she could have connected to Wi-Fi. She could have contacted one of us. Anyway, she wound up back at the hotel, 1230, 30. I can't even remember how late it was. But um, we definitely did have a fright. And from that point on, it was nobody's going anywhere by themselves ever, ever again. <laughs> Got to have the buddy system. Well, you 
contact or I contacted you and was telling you what was going on and you asked me are you scared or are you angry and I said both because I was I was both angry that this had happened and really scared because I thought how am I going to call this girl's parents so thankfully it all worked out you know I was a little frazzled that it had already been a exhausting tough day for many reasons that I still haven't told you and that's fine but getting that and I'm like technically I think I'm in charge, kind of. Not really. Mm. I'm not on the trip, but yeah. it falls under my domain, and yeah. I'm panicking about yeah. what are we gonna do? And well, it was late enough. They've got this weird thing in London. I think it's Thursday nights that um, Wednesday and Thursday nights the tube shuts down early. It doesn't run twenty four seven. I think that's what a lot of people think. But it was closing at eleven thirty, and so the other girls that were supposed to meet this one girl. They, a couple of them actually did have an international plan and they're calling me and they're like, what do we do? And I finally said, you've got to get on the tube and come back. You cannot wait anymore because frankly, I can't lose all of y'all. Like we'll figure it out. I don't know what that means, but we're going to figure it out. So thankfully she wandered up eventually and it was, it was okay. The next morning we ended up uh, going to Paris. There is a, there's a it's essentially uh, a train that goes between London and Paris. It's called the Eurostar. We actually went under the English Channel, and uh, it was actually kind of a cool little way to travel. And um, the morning before, because we were supposed to leave at 1030, Emily, Girl Gang Emily went with me and she was like, let's go do something, just you and me, and let's go see Queen Mary's Rose Garden. And it was not exactly convenient, but we were like, we're going to do it. And so she and I took off. We went out there and were able to see this really beautiful garden that we knew, oh, if we gave it like two more weeks, it would be spectacular when, you know, everything was in bloom. But uh, she and I did that none of the most of the girls weren't even awake at that point so it was perfectly fine that we did that on our own and got to spend a little bit of time but um we we rode over to paris got out of the train and actually got out in probably one of the roughest parts of paris and actually it was pretty scary for a lot of the girls because we get out of the train we get off this train like this train platform kind of thing and then we go around the back of it to meet our coach and i'm guessing it's just traffic there's not a lot of places or a lot of ways to get a great big old trailways bus to where we were that we had to walk around back and we're walking past tons of homeless people um we're walking kind of in these alleyways and a lot of the girls were like what in the world and you know they've got this very glamorous view of paris that was not glamorous paris at all which is good in a way right i mean there is no yeah, perfect but place. I, you're correct, but I think if you're basing your opinion on some place you've never been on romantic comedies mm-hmm. and TV oh, sure. shows and some of that, you know, it's, it's like Instagram for a lot of people. It's a highlight reel. Sure, absolutely. Unless you follow my Instagram because it's just whatever's happening. <laughs> you know, I don't, I've had people like, you can't take that picture. Or, Can you retake this? I don't want to. No, you asked me to take a picture I took in real life. We're not posing it. <laughs> and, you know. Do some of that. I rarely ever retake. Yeah. Um, I have to look really bad uh, <laughs> to retake it. But I, I can understand. So you build up this image of going to some place. Mm-hmm. And when you get there and it's not completely that way. Yeah. It I was... think the best thing to do, like if you wanted to convince me to go on this trip at mm-hmm. some point, which is not going to happen. And I can tell you why <laughs> later. Um, you can't, you know, no books, 
no TV, no movies about these places. Right. Until you get there. Right. And may, maybe, okay, we should go see this, that, those type of things. But mm-hmm. I would feel almost for this. And I want, let me go ahead and ask you this then. I'm going to interrupt your story a little bit. Was, were, was any of it a letdown? Like you've built this up so much in your head because you had eight months, nine months mm-hmm. to prepare for. Did you build up so much like the, you're saying these girls yeah. did? Like, oh, London is so perfect yeah. and you get there and it's like. Yeah. I would say both London and Paris were a little bit of a letdown. And, and it really was because I had overbuilt it. I had overdone it in my head as to what it was going to be. Um, I did not take into consideration how absolutely exhausted we would be. I did not take into consideration traffic. You know, it's not like you are, you're in London and you're right there in the heart of everything. You have to get to places Mm -hmm. and to do that, you're riding in this, this bus, which by the way, their public transportation is for the most part, pretty easy to get around, but those people drive like maniacs. I, anytime now, I have such a different perspective on traffic. And, of course, we live in a little town right now. But, really, we were just shocked. And this happened all over in the entire trip. And one thing that really cracked me up, and I've not told you the story yet, while we were in London, we were on our way somewhere. I don't even remember where now. But there was a point to where, I mean, they're basically like coming right up on another vehicle. They're honking. They're carrying on. And at some point, uh, the bus like comes to a dead stop. And I thought, what's going on now? This isn't the coach. This is a double-decker red bus, like what you see on TV. And it comes to a complete stop. And I was like, this is weird because it was in a weird spot. It wasn't a stop like people could get on. It was just the bus even turned off. You could feel it turn off. A person had literally walked right into the bus. And so essentially the bus driver had to get off the bus, uh, do some paperwork with them really quickly, and then got back on the bus and drove away like it was no big deal. Because people are like they walked into the side of the yes. bus, or they yes. walked out in front of the bus, and the no, bus no, no. hit the it. side of the bus into the side of the bus. How do you walk into the side I of a bus? Know. Were I they staring know. at their phone? Uh, probably, but I was actually not. One do of they, the girls did see it, but I did not. Do they have a phone problem over there like we do? Um, yes, I don't think it's as pronounced as ours. Okay, because two things I noticed. Two things I did not notice any Apple watches. I know they existed. But the locals did not seem to have them. And I Do they think care about time? They they all wore watches. Okay. But they were like Timex or something. Because I know there's some well, that's probably smart. Yeah. But I I know you said there's some places that time was Oh yeah. That a was a figment Italy. of imagination. <laughs> that was so exhausting. Okay. Um, but they did not have that. And then um, after the unfortunate near loss of a student, I had decided I was going to go find an air tag. And uh, I was that upset, that frustrated and frazzled by it that I was like, I was going to go find an air tag. I knew about how much they'd cost. I was like, I don't even care. Either I'll pay for it I'll, or I'll charge it to our institution. I didn't care. I was buying an air tag. I couldn't find them anywhere. And I found Apple shops and places all over the place, but I could not find air tags. I'm just going to ask, because I haven't done any research. I haven't mm-hmm. looked into this, and I'm assuming you haven't either. Are they even allowed there? They may not be. I don't know, because I couldn't even find you know, the equivalent. Here in the States, people have 
use them to stalk oh, sure. people yes, and, yes, and to yes. track. And, yeah. and that's not a myth. I know people no, no, that no, that's no. actually yes. happened to. Yes. Well, they there were several things that when we got to looking into, like, why don't they have Diet Coke or Diet Pepsi? Because they had Coke Zero, they had Pepsi Zero, but they did not have Diet. Well, they don't allow aspartame. And that's what drives the sweetness in those right. diet soft Did they drinks. have Sundrop? I did not see Sundrop. I, I, I think it's made with, um, I can't read what it's made Why of. Why are you even looking at that? You know you're not going to see High that. High fructose corn syrup. <laughs> it's got natural ink flavored oh, okay. flavorings in there. Okay. All it's right. with natural flavors. Yeah. Speaking about that, because you told me about that, and it wasn't that long ago I saw something. I didn't dive in deep with it. I kind of should at some point because it is concerning. Mm-hmm. Um, other countries have banned substances yeah. that we here in America, yep. they allow yep. in our food yeah, and some of those things. And is should that be something that we're concerned maybe. about? Yeah, maybe. Or not? Yeah. You know, is it just something like maybe they're, they're overreacting or... But it's not just like one country. We're talking it's about... It's several. Yeah. It's it's a lot that have all said nope we're not going to do that can't have this yeah. and not the yeah yeah it's really so interesting. why do why do we allow it here I don't know I don't know I should say speaking of of this different science um, their cokes did not take taste the same although I still drank them because I really missed Be- probably because they didn't come from Atlanta Georgia maybe yes um, and it was fine they it don't was have fine. the secret sauce they were cute more narrow tall cans um but i did get a coke several times while we were there did you get any sweet tea i did not get any sweet tea anytime i even ask about tea or i did have some students ask about tea yeah it was hot tea um and then for breakfast in london we had baked beans i I told you I was going to try to be open to trying things while I was over there. Uh, baked beans were fine. They're baked beans. And you just have to were they good baked beans? No. Um, not, I mean, they weren't bad. They just weren't good. And then they were not. Were they really like baked beans like I think of baked beans? Or were they like pork and beans? Or? Oh, no. They were baked beans. And then I like think they were type? out of a can, really. Because they weren't even hot. Oh, really? Yeah. They weren't That's... even hot. Yeah. Okay, so I might be able to do that. Yeah, their breakfasts were very interesting. Was, was it like brown sugar and maple? No, was they weren't sweet, big? really. It was just seriously. Vegetarian? Very, yeah, very straightforward beans. Okay. But I had them every time um, because I thought I'm just going to dive in. And I, you know, okay. I knew it was good for protein anyway, so why not? Um, and while I was there, speaking of these things, I did drink coffee a few times. What a snob. Well, I thought the girls were so excited because they all knew I was not a coffee drinker. But they were thinking, oh, you're going to go back and you're going to be this coffee person. I am not. I have not had coffee since. Although, I did meet a former student. Um, She wanted to meet for coffee. And so I had um, a dirty chai. Um, That's something that I found that I actually like around here. And so I started looking for that around Europe. Uh, their version of coffee A is very bitter. It's very different. Um, I shouldn't say different because I don't drink coffee anyway. You but, have nothing to compare it to. But they do not sweeten their coffee. Which and, you shouldn't. I understand. But most of the places we were at, uh, all these hotels had these really fancy 
uh, espresso machines yeah. because they're all drinking like the shot or double shot right. kind of thing. And they're not putting sugar. They're not putting milk. They're not doing anything like that. So for me to want a chai, they're not going to sweeten it. So And you need it sweetened. I need it sweetened, unfortunately. Okay. I've heard that there's a difference in the coffee. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, there's a difference in coffee and espresso mm-hmm. and those type of things. Uh, but we have some friends that are from other countries. Mm-hmm. And they talk about how the coffee here is not good. Yeah, yeah. But is that a comparison thing? Right. Because, you know, if I go over there and get order a cup of coffee mm-hmm. and it's not what I'm expecting, I'm going to say, this is trash. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, it, some of that stuff I think is very subjective. Sure, sure. Well, when we get to Paris, we get there early evening we end up riding the bus the coach to our hotel we check in and then we found a place that we're going to eat and it's this really cute little cafe that uh, is actually really nice it probably only seats I don't even know that it sat 40 people in there I've got 15 of us but we all go in and it's this very lovely menu completely in French um, and so I told you you should have learned French I know and so I do have a couple Duolingo, of Duolingo not a sponsor Yeah, I do have a couple of girls on this trip who are self-prescribed um, they're not ex- adventurous with food at all like they their idea of uh, food needs to be, you know, meat, potatoes, mac and cheese. Like, they're not going to even be interested in vegetables. But um, I told them, like, that I had, thankfully, a wonderful donor who said, I'm going to help pay for some of the food while you're over there. And this was one of the meals. <laughs> and so I said, y'all need to order um, a, they call it a starter, because in France, the meals are a big deal to the extent that the expectation is that we have to give up two to three hours for supper, which I, I yeah, I cannot do that. And I, honestly, these teenage girls can't. Either. I might be able to do that. It was. It depends on where. Yeah. Uh, more than just where. I mean, the actual location, what the restaurant looks yeah. like. What do I have to do? What am I eating? Yeah. Who am I with? Right, right, right. Do I really want to spend that much time yeah. for you? But when it gets to food, I'm often about the yeah. experience. The food was spectacular. And they, so they ordered starter and then the meal and dessert. And so they ordered escargot. And did they know what it was? They did. And um, so the girls like really kind of laid into the not adventurous eaters. Like you just need to try it. And they did. And they actually liked it. I've had it once, and I thought it was gross. I did not end up having that. I had French onion soup, which you know I don't like onion. You do not like okay. But I love the broth, and it has this great big old crouton yeah. on top and, and cheese. cheese. So it was it was actually very tasty. So I think the one time I made it here at the house, <laughs> and you get done, and there's a bowl full of onions. <laughs> Everything else is gone. Well, and it was just, delicious, by the way. Yeah. Delicious. Well, this was really good as well. And they and their starter, like I'm thinking I'm gonna get like a little cup. No, no. It is like a massive crock of of French onion soup. So we have that. And a crock is oh. like a bowl but different. It's not a shoe. Right. Okay. Right. Yes. Crock you know, we're trying to educate people. Oh, I see. I see. So we, um, and then all the girls, they get all of their food first. Like, 
by half an hour first. And we are not even getting our starters because it's uh, myself and Emily and the tour guide. We actually had to be seated separately just for room. And we are basically sitting there waiting on our starter when the girls are finishing their main meal. So we wait forever to get our main meal. I basically went out on a limb. I said, what's your meat of the day? Because they had meat of the day and then fish of the day. <laughs> meat of the day. Meat of the day, for real. And it was lamb. Is and that I what was, it said on the menu? Yes, meat of the day. Yes. Yes. Not even du jour. No. No. Um, and so I said, just give me lamb. I didn't even ask what it came with. Well, it came with carrots. And carrots okay. are fine. But these were the most spectacular, silky, creamy carrots I'd ever had in my life. I have life. never, ever heard those words used to describe carrots. That is a very okay. subdued description of these carrots. But the, right. it, the meal was spectacular. How was the lamb prepared? Um, it was so dark in there, I can't really tell you. I think it was... But you could taste it, couldn't you? And, and the mouthfeel and... Yeah, I think it was probably seared on top of the stove, and then they put it in the oven to finish it. Okay. So, I mean, it was good. It was it was flavorful. It was juicy. Did they it was, serve it with, like, the mint jelly? No, but they had mint with it. So okay. I don't know if it was, like, a sprig of mint or what. But it was very good. And then uh, the tour guide insisted, you have to get a dessert. This is what you do in Paris. And I'll find whatever. Thankfully, that all came at the same time. <laughs> Most of the girls ordered creme brulee. Oh. And I asked them, like, do you know what this is? And they're like, some of them did. And some of them were like, no, but I wanted to try something different, which I was so proud of them. We have creme brulee in the States. Well, I know. It's but one of my favorites. I know. And I had totally thought about you. What they served it in, I don't really know what to describe it as, other than it was a very shallow bowl that was about the size of a plate, maybe like a large salad plate as far as uh, mm -hmm. diameter goes. It was very shallow. And so the creme brulee part of it was very thin. And then they've got this layer of sugar that they had toasted on top of it it was actually quite spectacular and i think part of it was because that sugar to custard ratio was so good uh, and i just was really pleased the yeah. girls loved it some of them got like an apple crisp somebody else got some sort of a chocolate something or another which chocolate over there is different they're going to have it more bitter than milk chocolate but i mean i was really proud of the girls so what did you get i ate creme brulee i was i really didn't want to oh. order anything and so emily and i were like we'll just get creme brulee and share it and we we both probably could have eaten our own it was I that good one of the problems with creme brulee that i had a lot of times the ratio yeah of the custard to the brulee part mm -hmm. is not really there yeah Get a little bit of the caramelized sugar uh -huh. and a ton yes. of the custard part. This was not. I don't even know that it was a half So it's, inch. it's more like a smaller um, tart type mm -hmm. dish? Yes, yes. Was it fluted? Or um, I don't remember. Or ridged or whatever. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen the okay, dishes fine. places and I just, I, it was really, really good. So here's, here's the point of me telling you this whole story because it's quite a lot about a meal. Um, but... For the most part, what I found in Paris was that they all speak some some English. Maybe not a lot, but they speak English. But they're a little bit annoyed that they have to. Now, 
they knew that we were tourists. They knew that I was paying the bill. And so we were treated kindly. Is it a place where they get a lot of tourists? Yes. So they should... They should be totally fine. Because that's how they survive. Yes. Yes. 100%. Because I could understand if it wasn't really and occasionally you had a, a group of... You stinky Americans yeah. coming in, yes. and they're like, Ugh, Next to us Americans. at the table that I was sitting at, right next to us, was uh, a, a table that rotated a couple of times through a couple of tourists. Like, okay. I could tell they were not locals. All right. All right. So Sorry. we get the bill, and um, what they do is they give you the bill, and they, they take your card. And since it was all in French, I had the tour guide with me i was like can you just look it over and make sure it's right because i couldn't tell she read it she's like yep this looks right and she'd already told me now look here that uh tipping is not expected because waiters and waitresses live get a livable wage meaning they're making 14 15 dollars an hour uh, actually waiting tables which is very different than what we have in the states but she said it is uh, very appreciated to tip and I said oh that's fine and I said how much should I tip and so she gave me a percentage I did the math and so when she came back with the paid check I said oh where's a spot for me to tip well since it wasn't customary she was like no you don't do that this at this point she's starting to give me a little bit of broken English and I said but I want to can you ring up another check for me and she was like yes and she said how much and so I told her and suddenly she has the best English you've heard all over Paris and it was like you come back anytime breakfast lunch dinner we'd love to have you back anytime and her English is like yes she's got a little bit of an accent but she has very good English girl you just got played no I think it shows the power of money and money, money, money. I would like to say it's generosity, but it's money. It, it really, because okay. that happened to me several times while we were over there, because uh, I did pick up a few checks thanks to this wonderful donor. And every time I did, I followed this uh, planning on tipping and overwhelmingly that even if they were not speaking English any better, they were so gracious that I thought, man, if I could have tipped up front, this might've been even a better experience. But, um, so we did that. We uh, took a walking tour. I kind of insisted on that because the tour guide was like, well, we can just go back to the hotel. And I said, I'm really going to ask a favor. We, I knew how close we were to the River Seine. I said, let's walk up there and just walk down for a little bit because it was nighttime Paris, like this is the most romantic city in the world, blah, blah, blah. So can we just walk? And she's like, well, sure. And I said, then you can kind of talk a little bit about the things. And it was actually very quiet. I mean, is there were... it more romantic than Lick Skillet? <laughs> I'm just going to say yes. How okay. about that? Um, as we're walking, it's late enough that, yes, there are people out. There's joggers and there's still tourists. But it's largely uh, very quiet. Uh, she could kind of walk by buildings. Oh, that's such and such. And you'll find blah, blah there. And as we're walking down, I knew we were close. We finally hit this bridge. Uh, there used to be a bridge there's known for the locks, the padlocks. Yeah, I've seen that somewhere. Well, they've taken those down. 
because it was way too heavy. Um, and so they'll go in and they'll, if somebody tries to do it now, they'll cut them down. Well, about that point is where you can see the Eiffel Tower, which is what several of my girls were most excited about. They wanted to see the Eiffel Tower. And what I didn't know is that it twinkles on the hour for about five minutes. And so we get up to this bridge and we see this beautiful, well-lit Eiffel Tower. We're standing on the bridge that's got all this beautiful water underneath us. Uh, it is a gorgeous bridge. It was built, um, you know, it's got this famous history. And all of a sudden, one of the girls said, can we wait here just for another few minutes? And I said, sure. Is everything okay? And she was like, it's about to to go off, I think is what she said. And I said, like old faithful. Yeah. And I said, I, I don't know what you're talking about, but yeah, we can wait here for another few minutes. And then on the hour, it starts to twinkle or there may be another word for it but it was really it was beautiful she started crying she was so happy it was kind of this dream come true moment and um it was just this nice opportunity the next day we actually did paris we were able to actually go to the eiffel tower it rained all day this day but still great pictures Uh, i had no interest in going up Uh, several of the girls did so that night they went back and they went up the eiffel tower Uh, several girls went with me and we did a river cruise and got to see everything just from the river which was great um and so it was it was lovely. We spent the, the following morning in the Louvre. We walked by the um, the Cathedral at Notre Dame, but really it was a very quick part of a trip there in Paris. I mean, day and a half, I guess it's two days if you put the night before and then the morning after all together, but okay. it was really, really quick. And what day are you on now of your trip? At that point, we are on day five, technically. Five of about thir- 12 or 13? 12, yeah. 12? Yeah, so okay. I was going to actually kind of wrap up here because the final thing we did in Paris Uh, big thing was Versailles. And that was my thing. That was something that I really wanted to do. Um, This is something that I've talked about for a long time in classes. The idea of just being able to go here was truly a dream come true. It was truly beautiful. Everyone had told me, you know, all the naysayers, oh, it's such a tourist trap. Oh, it's so busy. So I at least knew that going in. What I didn't know is that the palace there is set in a small village called Versailles. And so we got there early enough to go eat in the village, um, which they do not speak English, even though they're very tourist heavy. We went into a little deli and uh, tried to order sandwiches and we're like, we kind of pointed at the the case like that one, that looks like ham and cheese. Okay, let's try that. Um, But it was a wonderful opportunity for me to go and see I really wanted to see the Hall of Mirrors and for the handful of people who have any interest in that sort of stuff that's where we signed peace after World War so I was just really excited to get to see are there a bunch of mirrors there yes there actually are okay yeah because when you know Hall of Mirrors I'm thinking maybe like the fun house at the county fair (laughs) no and then you're like oh we signed peace there I'm like I must be off yeah kilter here no 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 okay but I will say my favorite part of that actually wasn't the Hall of Mirrors because as you might imagine it was very full. We do have a tour guide walking us through it. She's talking uh, really good English, but with a very thick French accent the whole time. Uh, between vapes, by the way. She <laughs> she vaped the whole time. If we were outside, she was smoking, um, which was something I was unprepared for. The amount of smoking and vaping that was over there was... I, I just... 
I guess maybe we don't do as much of that here in the States as I used Which to is shocking. Did. Yeah. Um, but we walked outside. We had tickets to go to the garden, and the garden was breathtaking. I actually, with my old iPhone, I got a couple of beautiful pictures of it. Okay. When you say the garden, yeah. can you briefly tell me, because here people say the garden, and they're talking about Madison Square Garden, yeah. which is like an arena. So when <laughs> and you it's say not the a vegetable garden, garden. It's these well-manicured... A flower garden. Well, it's no? there weren't flowers blooming at this point. I don't know if they do at different times of year. It Topiers. almost... There were some of those, but it really kind of just looked like this beautiful... Not sidewalks because it wasn't wasn't concrete, but it was a small pebble gravel kind of thing. And what you do is you walk out kind of on this terrace and you look down into it. And so it really is amazing to look at it from above. When I was there, you couldn't go into it, which was fine. It would have kind of shattered the illusion of it to actually be in it. Never meet your heroes. Never meet your heroes. But it was... I know I'm not giving it remotely the the credit it deserves, but it was absolutely beautiful, a dream come true for me, for sure. So uh, I would say that probably for me, that part of Paris was totally worth it. I mean, it's about 12 miles south of Paris, I think, but uh, that was a very, very neat opportunity to see it myself and to kind of, it just brought all of it to life for me. Did you cry? No, but I I feel like I came close. Like there was something so profound about being there and A, the beauty of it, but B, something that I've talked about for years and years and years. I've read about, I actually got Well, I think for there. somebody like you who has spent a good while teaching history, mm-hmm. being in these places and seeing where it happened adds to it. Yeah. To whereas maybe somebody like me who's studied history because they made you take a history <laughs> class or seven and, you know, married to a historian going to see these things is like, oh, okay. it's fine. It's, you know, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, you know, there are certain things that I get all jazzed about. Yeah. Yeah, and you're like, um, yeah, okay. whatever. <laughs> yeah. So it's just part of your interest. Yeah. But that is, I, I knew I wanted mm. to try to cover London and Paris. Okay. I can do Italy in another one if you want to. Yeah, but. yeah. We'll, we'll uh, maybe, maybe the next episode we'll see. Okay. We'll, who's, who knows what we're feeling at that time? <laughs> we may go short Yeah. Uh, with those type of things. One thing that somewhere in there when you were talking, and I wasn't able to squeeze this in, uh, it kind of reaffirmed to me that there are certain people in this world that I do not want to or I would prefer not to go on vacation with. Is that me? <laughs> and you're one of them. Okay. <coughs> made you laugh and cough all at once. There are there are people out there that are you okay? Yes. Do you need a drink of my sun yeah, drop? I'm okay, no. Uh, there are people out there that are just shocked that I said that uh, and how dare he And some know, yep, I know. And what whatever and about. because and this wasn't a vacation. No. That was a, a lot of people were like, Well, how's she enjoying her vacation? Or <laughs> and I I there were a couple of times somebody said something to me about that. I'm like, You do realize this is a work trip. Yeah. She's in charge of X number of people yeah. and it's go, go, go. But yeah. this is like going on vacation with yeah. you. I go on vacation. I want to rest and relax. Yeah. You go on vacation. You want to go, go, go. Yeah. 
Well, if you're in Paris, my goodness, I'm not going to go stick my feet in the river. <laughs> Why not? Because actually it's very polluted, although they're trying oh. to clean it up for the Olympics. That was what we were Are they told. having the Olympics here? Yes, next year. Didn't I know that? Yeah. yeah. Summer, winter, spring, uh, fall? Summer. And what... Why don't we have a, a spring and fall Olympics? <laughs> I don't know. What sports What do they have the against spring? those? Oh, there's spring sports. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had the video camera going now for your face. Uh, I will just say very quickly, uh, there were several things said in Paris, like as far as like, oh, they're working on that. Like, so they were working on streets. Apparently the mayor of Paris right now is anti-car. Like she hates cars and buses. And I, I actually even asked, uh, we had two tour guides tell us that. And I said, how is that possible? This is a city that, I'm sure such a big part of their economy is based on tourism. Right. Do they expect everybody to ride uh, bikes? And they said, apparently that is what this mayor thinks, which is, makes her very unpopular with the people. Oh, but. I could imagine. So does the mayor there ride a bike? Well, no. And that was something else I asked How do they well. get around? In How a, does said in mayor? a vehicle. That's problematic. I know. I know. That's I like know. American politicians claim... Uh, Talking about carbon yeah, footprinting, yeah. and we have to do private this and the other, everywhere. but they're always in their private planes yeah. and their big buses and motor coaches. And yeah, it was it was really comical because there were different places that like the tour guide would point out and say this used to be like this huge boulevard, for instance. That was kind of their word for these massive streets. Boulevard of broken dreams. I don't know, but um, they would point out that you'll notice that there's really only two lanes of traffic now because they're basically cordoning off part of it that's just for bikes um there were several opportunities especially in well everywhere really the traffic was absolutely insane but there's an area around the arc de triomphe uh, i'm not giving it the proper french pronunciation but that's fine and the tour guide pointed out she said you can't tell but there are 12 lanes of traffic going around this this thing in the middle of this road and i was trying there's no lines in the road which explains why what? we actually watched a car accident happen there well no wonder you it have 12 lanes and no no markers I, and honestly i thought well this is actually what the mayor is talking about she doesn't want people driving because it's insane to drive here it's not because of the carbon footprint well she could put a, pull a reverse creamer Okay. And go out and paint the lines. Because oh. didn't he remove the lines oh, so yeah, he could yeah, make yeah. the lanes wider or yeah. something? so luxurious. I think that's a line from the show. But, um, yeah, that was sort of the first half, I guess, of the trip. And uh, really, uh, you said that Italy would have been, of the places I went, that would be where you want to go. I agree. And I'm looking forward to sharing more about that trip, uh, that part of the trip later. Well, I am glad that you were able to share. And this is the first time I've heard about yeah. a lot of this. Just yeah. our people are like, What? Do you guys not talk? Do you not? Oh, no, but life is crazy right now. And, <laughs> you know, it's just how it rolls and it's not that big a deal. Yeah. And, and well, it'll come out. There's been little things here and there that I'm like, Oh, I've, I should tell you all these stories. And y'all have been really gracious. But I think I told you, I have really tried hard to not be that person that everything is about this two week thing. Oh. Uh, that's good. <laughs> to yeah. the extent that I've probably not told you things, not because I'm trying to hide it, but because I'm 
intentionally the end. I've probably talked too much about this. No, I, I totally understand where you're coming from with that. Yeah, I'm trying hard. So, well, um, this is going to maybe be difficult, but we have to do it. <laughs> What's new with you? Um, boxes. Boxes. And more boxes and boxes and boxes. So, yeah, that's okay. what's new with me. Good. What's new with you? Uh, wrapping up projects. Yeah. And boxes. Yeah. Surrounded by them. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. It, it is our new life right now. It is. And it's just a short time. Yes. Uh, with that, it just means we're about to embark on a, a great adventure. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't wait. <laughs> me neither. So until next time, I've been Billy. And I've been Christy. And you've been listening to the Front Porch Sessions Podcast. See ya.